Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Super appreciate you coming and hanging out with me today on the podcast. Whatever you're up to right now, hope all is going well. Today, I want to share with you details. I want to take you behind the scenes of a hot seat that one of my Accelerator Mastermind members did during our recent live retreat here in San Diego. And her name is Lisa Ritchie, and she's the founder of Manners2Go.com. And Lisa and her company teach manners to children through curriculum for teachers and schools. And she also has a certification program. When I interviewed her for the mastermind, I thought this was so cool about what she does. And her certification and licensing side of the business are doing really well. So she wanted to focus her hot seat on the education side. And she wanted help in mapping out a strategy for the next quarter to really get the ball rolling on this side of her business. She wants to build her email list and launch her curriculum. She has individual curriculi. <laughs> I don't know if it's curriculum or I don't know what it is. She has individual courses and she also has curriculum bundles and she wanted to get generating revenue, right? So she walked away from this hot seat with a very detailed strategy, step-by-step, step, what she needs to focus on and prioritize over the next 90 days. And in fact, the plan that we actually ended up putting together for her 
takes her through July. And so that's why I wanted to share this with you because I thought that, you know, I remember like she had such clarity after the hot seat that this is going to be relevant for all of you as well. Okay. That's why I want to share with you on the podcast. She's not with me on the podcast right now. I am giving you this overview myself. Okay. So here's some background on where kind of we started with this hot seat. So first of all, Lisa has an email list of like 4,000 people, which is segmented between her certification people and her curriculum people. So it's not like she's starting from scratch. Okay. She has tried running ads in the past to cold traffic and she made the mistake that most people make and she ran it directly to her sales page and the ads didn't convert very well. Well, that's because the individual courses or the curriculum are $150 or the bundle for the curriculum is $395. And so if you're running cold traffic, right, people who don't know who you are from ad directly to sale for $150 offer or a $400 offer, you're not likely going to convert very well. You need to warm these audiences up, right? You need to build that know, like, and trust factor before we start selling to them, okay? And so that's just sort of some background for you about where we were starting from. So the first thing that I had her do was define her target audiences for her curriculum. And she broke it down into four different grade levels, the preschool grade level, the elementary school grade level, the middle school grade level, and high school grade level. And we established right off the bat that it's a different conversation for each of these grade levels and that preschool and elementary were the first two that she wanted to focus on. Okay. So essentially we identified that she has, so her target audience is teachers, right? But then to get more specific, it's actually these four different types of teachers for the grade levels, preschool, elementary, middle, and high school. And this was something actually I covered on today's, I did a, uh, earlier today that I'm recording this, I did a targeting workshop and I spent a lot of time on this and basically sub-segmenting your target audience and having a specific conversation with that specific sub-segment of your audience. And so as you're listening right now and you're thinking about your target audience, are you sub-segmenting your target audience? Maybe there isn't a sub-segment. Maybe there is. And if there is, you've got to make sure that you are having the specific conversation with that specific audience. Because the preschool audience, like teachers who are preschool teachers, is very likely going to be a different conversation than, say, somebody teaching high school, right? Very different conversation. So we want to make sure that we're having, number one, we've identified who the target audiences are. And then number two, we want to make sure that we have a specific conversation with each of them. And so of those four audiences, she identified, she said, I want to start with the preschool and elementary audiences because they're similar in conversation to them. And she had, she said that she had lead magnets for each grade level. Boom. Once I knew that there's some super easy things that we can do to leverage these assets, 
right? Most people don't have the lead magnets created. She had lead magnets already for each of these grade levels. Awesome. Now we're off to the races. So the first thing we wanted to do is we want to get list building. And we also, we have some, I hate it. It's so cliche, but I I always use it. We have some low hanging fruit. I always use it, (laughs) but it's, I mean, I love it. I have a love hate relationship with the low hanging fruit saying, okay. So the first suggestion that, that we made to her was to get some presence on teachers pay teachers because this is where teachers are hanging out. I think it's like 70% of all teachers in the U S go to teachers pay teachers in some fashion. So I recommended selling these lead magnets that she has for a few dollars each, just super inexpensive, yet adding a ton of value to teachers of these different grade levels. Okay. Now, remember, when it comes to a lead magnet, you need to make sure that the lead magnet is going to provide a quick win for your target audience that is overcoming some sort of pain point or challenge that they're experiencing. It's easy to consume for them and it removes any kind of objections or obstacles that somebody might have in purchasing your offer. So in this case here, you know, we want to remove any objections or obstacles that somebody might have in purchasing the curriculums that Lisa is offering. Okay. Another way to look at it is what is something that you could offer that gets people ready for your paid offer. Okay. These are great lessons for your own lead magnets, quick win, something that's easy to consume. And you're either removing objections or obstacles to getting somebody to to eventually purchase from you, or what is something that you can offer in a lead magnet that gets people ready for your paid offer, right? Gone are the days of the, you know, 50 page, ebook pdf you know does it have its place maybe but what happens when we download a 50 page pdf ebook right it goes in our download folder and we never look at it well that doesn't do anything for us in building our no like and trust factor and getting people to consume our content and showing people how we can help them and the value that we provide so quick win easy to consume and what's something that you can offer somebody in a lead magnet format that gets them ready for your paid offer. Okay. Second, now that we have lead magnets and we can, Lisa can put them on teachers pay teachers and just, you know, charge a couple bucks for each one. Now she needs to learn Facebook and Instagram ads. Okay. And I recommended going through my foundations course. All members of accelerator have access to my foundations course. So, She was going to go through the course and start testing some ads and get comfortable with ads. And then she said she wanted to outsource her ad. You know, she wanted to hire somebody to manage her ads. But I said, awesome, fully support that, but don't do it until, as I like to say, you make yourself at least a little bit dangerous with your ads, meaning get a basic knowledge, understand what you're doing, start testing, get comfortable with ads, and then hired out so she would go through foundations learn ads learn the basics of ads and get some ads running and she could start by targeting running ads where she's targeting teachers for preschool and elementary with the unique lead magnet for each 
grade level. Because remember, she wanted to start with, you know, she wanted to focus first and foremost on preschool and elementary. Cool. She's got two lead magnets for each one. Or I don't even remember it was two lead magnets or one lead magnet for each of those. But you can target elementary school teacher with your ads and, you know, preschool, etc. So very simple to target in Facebook and on Instagram. And now she also has a lead magnet or two that she can put directly in front of those audience. Okay. So now she'll have a presence and start getting her brand out on Teachers Pay Teachers, making a very small amount of money there. And she's now building her email list with targeted ads by grade level. So now she can create a segment within her email CRM. I forget which one she was using ConvertKit or Active Campaign or something like that. I think it was ConvertKit. But she can create a segmented audience in her email CRM of preschool and then also of elementary school teachers. So now she's building her list. Okay. Next, we suggested that Pinterest needs to be part of her organic and paid strategy by pinning content and using promoted pins. And this does not have to be, you know, expensive. You can be spending like $5 a day. What this is going to do, this is going to drive traffic to, or what this can do, I should say, is drive traffic to her lead magnets, drive traffic to her website, where she can be building retargeting audiences to then turn around and retarget with, you know, lead magnet or offer or what have you. So some different strategies there for building your list, getting your presence out there on Teachers Pay Teachers, having very targeted ad strategy very intentional ad strategy. And when you're targeting teachers, my, oh my goodness, like you can get really inexpensive leads, like very inexpensive leads. So she can be doing this on a very budget conscious and just quickly build her email list, begin emailing them value and so on, building that no like, and trust factor. Right. And then also having an additional traffic source through Pinterest because her audience, teachers, are on Pinterest using that platform, looking for different things, inspiration, etc. So organic and paid strategy by pinning content and using promoted pins. And she can also, she's also, she's leveraging this to drive traffic to lead magnets. So building her list again, and also to her website to build retargeting audiences. Okay. Finally, on this part of the strategy, I recommended building audiences with video, 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 video. I talk about video all the time on the podcast here. Okay. So creating short awareness style videos where she focuses on tips, content that connects with her audience based on her values and the identity that she wants to connect with in other people. And that she wants to attract to her business. And also she can create content around challenges of commonly held beliefs about manners, right? And so videos like this not only generate awareness and branding for Lisa and her business, but they're a great way to build engagement audiences of people who are watching the videos. So Lisa can then turn around, number one, she can create lookalike audiences of those engagement audiences on Facebook and Instagram. And so then she can turn around and retarget those video viewers and lookalike audiences with a lead magnet 
to build her list or other content or invites to a webinar, what have you. And I recommended just keeping it super simple. Your ad campaign, the objective is video views. You optimize for through play, which is a 15 second view. And you can start super cheap, $5 a day. Okay, so now you're building awareness. You're building engagement audiences so that you can turn around and retarget all in an effort to be building your list, generating awareness and building audiences. So next up, we tackled the revenue producing activities. So again, there's more things that she can be doing here, but let's keep this simple and not overwhelming. So again, we started with the list building. We started with, you know, getting some presence on Teachers Pay Teachers because that's her audience. So generating, you know, a little bit of revenue there. But list building, ads, Pinterest, audience building through the videos. Next up, launching. And we recommended launching with a webinar, which sells into her curriculum courses and bundles. Now, of course, Lisa wanted to do, you know, evergreen style launching, evergreen webinar, which everyone does, right? Because we we think that, you know, evergreen webinar, amazing. We can sit back on in our in our beach chair with our, you know, with our Mai Tai and have dollars fall from the sky. Is that possible? I mean, dollars are not physically falling from the sky, but it's absolutely possible. But don't start there, guys. If you don't have your live webinar converting for you, get doing your live webinar first. And then once it's converting for you and you feel good about it, got the funnel going, the funnel cranking for you, then evergreen it. But don't evergreen it until you are launching it live for a bit. Okay. The next thing. So we suggested the webinar and then we suggested that she launch in March. So that date that we had her, it was January 17th. So Friday, January 17th. So it gave her some time to get all this stuff together. Gave her seven, eight weeks, frankly. And we we suggested a launch in March, but then also in July for her big launch. And because that's when teachers are between school years and they're looking at products like this and so forth and looking for inspiration and, you know, starting to get ideas for the upcoming year and so on. But we focus first on the March launch. What she could do with the March launch is she could launch to her internal email list as well as the people that she's adding to her list through her ads which she's starting to run in early February, right? She's going to go through the foundations course, learn the basics of ads, and then get some ads going and get building her list. So once we set that date, well, we, well, we set the time frame with the webinar launch. Now, the next thing we did was we mapped out what needs to get done for the launch. Okay, so let's just list a bunch of things out that go into a webinar launch. For example, your ads, you need a registration and thank you page. You need a webinar, obviously. You need invite emails. You need reminder emails. You need follow-up emails after the webinar. You need a sales page. You need an order form so that people can give you their credit card information, right? You need to connect everything on the back end with your tech. And then you need whatever you're going to sell. Or as I've talked about several times here in the past on the podcast here, you don't necessarily need the actual course. If you're selling a course, you at least need an outline and then you can deliver it as you go. 
But Lisa already has the course. She has the curriculum and the bundle is all ready to go. Now, as you hear that list, ads, registration, thank you page, webinar, invite emails, reminder emails, follow-up emails, sales page, order form, tech integration. Are there other things there? Yes, of course. But you hear that list or you see this list, you're like, holy cow, Like this is super overwhelming. Where do I even start? What happens with most people is that overwhelm causes them to do what? Causes them to do nothing. If you're listening right now and this has happened to you, you are not alone, my friends. It happens to all of us. We get overwhelmed and we freeze. So that's why with this exercise, what I like to do is list everything out and then prioritize the list based on what you need in order to produce revenue. So here's what I do with this kind of list. So I look down the list and say, okay, what do I need? What's the first thing I need in order to start getting people to my webinar? Well, I need ads, right? And you could argue that. You could say, well, Rick, I have an email list. I want to I want to send uh, emails to my to my list. Okay, cool. But if it's not a ton of people on your list, you got to get ads going. And so what do you need in order to get ads going? Well, you need a registration page because you have to send people from your ad to your registration page. So you need a registration page and a thank you page before you run any kind of ads. So there's your first priority. You need a registration page and you need a thank you page. I use Kajabi. I'm a big fan of Kajabi in my business. They have great landing pages. Now they just built, they've just built out a whole thing in there with uh, the landing pages. So that's my first priority registration page and a thank you page. Next, my ads. Cool. Got my registration page, got my thank you page. I now have some place to send my ads to now. Next order priority is my ads for the webinar. Okay. Now I asked them, I did this exercise with another person at the mastermind. And I said, what would you focus on first? What do you think they said? They said the sales page. And as I'm going to explain here in just a second, the sales page is the last thing on this list that you need, in my opinion. And I'll explain why in just a second. So first two things, number one, registration page, thank you page, number two, ads. Okay. Those are the first two pieces of your focus. The third thing is your webinar. Because this is how Lisa is going to sell her curriculums and her bundles, right? So the webinar, well, there's a lot of pieces that go into the webinar, right? So I don't, I'm not going to break it all down right now, but there's a lot of pieces that go into a webinar and probably, probably the most time consuming piece of all of this is putting that webinar together. Okay. So first of all, there's your first three priorities from what do I tackle first? How do I prioritize this list right there? Registration page and thank you page. Then I need my ads. I can get those. I can get my ads running. Then I can work on my webinar. And the fourth thing that I would prioritize again, I'm prioritizing this based on what do I need to generate revenue? Well, I need some way for people to give me their credit card information, right? So I need an order form. Boom. There's my fourth thing that I need to do. Now I put tech integration as my fifth thing, but that really is kind of going 
as you go along because you need to connect the registration page, the thank you page, you know, with your email CRM and however you're doing your, your webinars and so forth. Okay. Now, what would you think the next most important thing is? And you're like, Rick, I don't have the list in front of me. I don't remember what, it, what they all are. Well, the way I look at it is the follow-up emails are the next important thing. Most important thing. Again, we're prioritizing this based on generating revenue. And so I look at the follow-up emails more important than the invite emails and the reminder emails. Now, you might say, well, I mean, you could argue that for sure, of course. But I think, and this is the way that I've done it for years, is I prioritize the follow-up emails, meaning the follow-up emails after the webinar between when the webinar happens or your webinars. So basically cart open day and cart close day. And so we broke this down for Lisa. Okay, cool. Your next priority is your follow-up emails. And then I said your invite emails are next. Then your reminder emails are next. Then your sales page. Number nine out of all this list is her sales page. And I explained why. Do you need a sales page? No, you really don't need a sales page. However, you should have a sales page. It's great to have. However, if you're doing a webinar, your webinar is really your hour-long sales page, if you will. You could send people, and I've done this many times myself, you could send people directly from your webinar to the order form, directly to, or to the order form. So you don't need a sales page, right? If you have time to do it, great. You should have one, but you don't need it. You need the other things in order for people to get to, to, gener to generate revenue, right? And so that's how I prioritize this list. And this is what we did with Lisa. So what we did was we set the March dates for the webinars, open cart date, close, uh, ugh, close cart date, and then you work backwards from the first webinar date. So nine days before the first webinar, you want your ads to start your registration ads. Okay. Now, pre-launch and your launch strat, your launch runway and so forth is going to start much sooner than that, right? Anywhere from four to six to eight weeks plus in advance, but I'll get to that in just a second. And so that's how we prioritized the launch in March and made it a lot less, you know, overwhelming and intimidating. So we set the March dates, work backwards from the webinar date. And then after the launch, I recommended that she do a download of what worked and what didn't work in that launch. And then she take the learnings from that launch and start planning right away the July launch, where she's just going to rinse and repeat what she did for the March launch. And of course, you know, you're tweaking what worked, what didn't work, do more of what worked, do less of what didn't work, take the lessons there and just tweak. And the beauty about this is she's got emails written at this point. She's got a sales page. She's got a webinar. She's got everything done. It's much less intimidating and overwhelming at that point because, again, it's just, it's just rinse and repeat. But this time, since she's starting after her March launch for the July launch, now she can begin a launch runway leading up to the bigger launch in July. And she can use the revenue that she generated from her March launch for the July launch, right? Now, I'm going to do an episode coming up here in the podcast all about how I look at a launch runway. And I had an episode 
a little while back that Amy Porterfield and I did all about launch runways for her podcast that I shared with you on this show here. I'm going to take that and go even deeper on an upcoming episode. Okay, so I'm not going to go into all that right now, but for the July launch that Lisa will do, I think my voice just cracked. (laughs) I've been talking all day today, so my voice is shot anyway. But for the July launch, Lisa, it will have testimonials because she'll she'll have already done the the March launch. She'll have testimonials. She'll have case studies and she's going to have copy, meaning feedback from her students and so forth to leverage from that March launch. Right. This is what it's all about, my friends. This is a snowball effect. You start small and then you build off of each promotion that you do. Okay. So, between everything that we just talked about list building, getting things on Teachers Bay Teachers, getting the lead magnets on Teachers Bay Teachers, getting the lead magnets and her ads running, targeting preschool and elementary, and specifically speaking to each one of those grade level teachers, right? Getting the lead magnets in their their hands, running Facebook ads, learning Facebook ads, getting some ads going to begin generating her leads and, and building her email list by grade level, her creating a Pinterest strategy, right? Doing some videos, some awareness style videos, focusing on tips and content that connects with her audience based on her values and identity and challenging beliefs and all that stuff, right? Building audiences to generate awareness and also that you can retarget later with a lead magnet or other content or invites to the webinars that we're talking about. Then... Figuring out, all right, launching in March. Awesome. What goes into launching? And I just walked you through all the steps there that she's focusing on. And then also setting herself up for a July launch, right? So now she has her priorities for where to be spending her time in her business. This is the biggest thing that I see people that people ask me about. They're like, I don't know what to be spending my time on. Right. So so Lisa is a solopreneur. She's looking to bring on help for her team where she can start delegating some of the things that we discussed, like the tech stuff, for example. So we've mapped out everything that she's going to be accomplishing and by when. And then everything gets put on the calendar. So, for example, you know, she puts on there writing ad copy or, you know, I'm going to create the landing page or what have you. Now she's got a plan. Nothing else in her business gets attention outside of obviously serving her existing customers, but nothing else gets her attention. No writing blog posts, etc. This is her strategy map to building her email list, generating revenue, and also building awareness and audiences for her business that she can turn around and leverage later. This is a multiple six-figure strategy by the middle of 2020. I have 100% confidence that's going to happen if she follows this strategy. But what happens, right, is we get distracted by shiny objects. We all do it. And that's where the challenge is going to be, is sticking to the plan and looking at the strategy, following step-by-step everything that's been mapped out. Okay. 
And so are you looking at your business in this way? You can do the exact same type of strategy that we did with Lisa at her hot seat. Do you have an awareness slash audience building strategy? Do you have a list building strategy? Do you have your revenue generating activities all mapped out? Do you have everything mapped out that needs to be done in order to accomplish those things? Like I just took you through for a webinar launch, right? Then it's about prioritizing, getting everything on the calendar, sticking to it, having tunnel vision. This is where it's all about saying no to things as they come up and staying really focused on what you want to get accomplished because what this is going to do is this is going to help gain momentum. And what I loved seeing most of all out of this whole exercise, this was about a 30-ish minute hot seat that Lisa did. And she took the paper, like where we mapped everything out, and you could just see the level of confidence that she had as she walked away from the hot seat. And that's what I love, you know? clarity on exactly what to do. Boom. Now you have a plan. Go implement. And we have accountability for her coaching along the way. Like, all right, something came up. This is what we can help her with, etc. So if anybody wants to check out what Lisa's up to that, you know, if you're a teacher or whatever, check out manners to go.com. I just love what Lisa's doing in her business. And I think this is so needed, especially now that I have a daughter, right? I think it's super, super important. So there you have it. That's the hot seat that we did with Lisa mapping out a 90 day strategy, which actually turned out to be about a six month strategy, which I think is super, super strong. And I just am so excited about seeing what she does with this. So if you want help like this in your business and you're an online expert and you are generating at least three to 5,000 a month from your online business, and you want help breaking through six figures, then I want to invite you to fill out an application for my Accelerator Mastermind. The next group doesn't kick off until July, but I want to invite you to fill out an application if this is something of interest to you. So just go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. Again, it's rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. So I hope this was helpful for you. I was really excited to take you through this whole process because the clarity that comes from mapping out a strategy in this way is super, super cool. And it gives you so much confidence because you know exactly what to be doing and spending your time in your business. So coming up on the show here, I've got another quick tip episode coming your way on Friday's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I super appreciate you tuning in each and every week and subscribing to the show, by the way. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you've not yet already done that. I don't want you to miss any content that I'm putting out here twice a week. And I super appreciate you subscribing to the show. I'll see you right back here for the next episode here of the Art of Online Business Podcast. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads 
click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.